0: Hello there guys, what is going on Son of Chelsea? Happy Monday, it's another edition of Let's Talk Chelsea. Speaking about some recent Chelsea news, some transfer gossip, also for Kyrie Samori loan update from Frank Lampard yesterday, and also praising the recent performances of Billy Gilmore and discussing his importance to Frank Lampard in the upcoming Premier League games at the heart of Chelsea's midfield. But before we get into any of that good stuff, you know by now, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you don't miss any uploads, daily uploads about Chelsea FC. On this channel, so if you're looking for that content, hit that subscribe button, and also do me a massive favour by starting this week off well by hitting that like button because it helps out the channel as well. So let's get into it. Firstly, with some transfer gossip surrounding Umpa Upamecano, the highly rated Leipzig centre back being linked with a summer move to Chelsea FC. The 22-year-old French international has been linked with a move to the Blues this summer as Chelsea joined the race for the highly rated centre back with the likes of Man United keen to trigger his release clause. Meccano has already played in the Champions League semi-final and is rated for his passing and physicality. A really good scout report from Breaking the Line's details how by playing on the left side of a back three he pulls the strings throughout the thirds with the passing of a midfielder and the athleticism of a fullback, while still retaining the sheer defensive grit that has seen the likes of Robert Lewandowski and Diego Costa nullified when up against a sturdy Frenchman. Firstly got to mention about the source of this news, it's mostly coming from the likes of Bale Sports, so tabloid gossip around transfer news, so take This news with a pinch of salt compared to the likes of Matt Law, who'd be reporting on it, or Simon Johnson, David Ornstein, Nazar Kinsella, people who have a really good hit rate in terms of Chelsea transfer news. So it's not that well connected, I don't think. And I think it's a pretty easy connection to make that Chelsea would be looking at a centre-back of this calibre in the summer with the likes of Man United going after him. Not even Fabrizio Romano linking Chelsea to Upamecano. In terms of Romano, he did tweet earlier today about Upamecano and said that Leipzig are not open to sell the centre-back this January. He's expected to leave the club next summer. Many clubs are interested and set to open talks with his agent. The release clause value is €42 million, so obviously that could be a little bit lower in uh, pounds as well. But I think that for me, it's, it's an obvious choice. It's an obvious name. He's Clearly highly rated for a number of reasons, his passing ability being a very modern centre-back. I do wonder the concern of of a young signing from a foreign league in a key position. I think we've seen the value of pedigree and experience in Chelsea's defence this season from Thiago Silva. There's still doubts about Kurt Zouma's potential to fulfil the role as Chelsea's leader in the back four once Thiago Silva leaves. There's a lot of young centre-backs around the club. I look at Fakayo Samori, Christian who I don't think has a long-term future at Chelsea. I also think about Mark Gurhi. I think about Ethan Ampadu. There's so many around the club, Malang Sar, who we just bought in the summer, who could potentially in years to come fulfill that role too. So it's difficult. And Chelsea, I wouldn't put it past Chelsea going out in the summer despite those promising young names and signing a big player. And apart from Mpamecano, who's a big name, I think of Jimenez from Atletico Madrid, who's been constantly linked to Chelsea from the likes of Matt Law. So I think he's probably top of the list uh, compared to other centre-backs you could name. There aren't a lot of obvious names at the moment. I spoke about Khan last week being linked to Chelsea this month. Another player that was quite confusing, you know, didn't feel like a player that would be a massive upgrade on what we already have and would feel more like a signing that could go back out alone and may actually never play for Chelsea. I think it's a really delicate balancing act for Chelsea in the long term because bringing in a young centre-back from a different league, we've seen Timo Werner and Kai Havert struggles to adapt into the league and you feel could Umpa still as a very young player struggle with that. That, you know what, he deals with on a regular basis in the Bundesliga compared to the Premier League, it's very, very different. And I think that sort of the space that strikers occupy, the different type of forwards you face on a weekly basis from the likes of Man United to, to say Burnley, it's very challenging. And I still wonder a player learning will Chelsea feel also about Keppa Rizabalaga spending a lot of money on a young player and potentially it failing. I think that's the issue as well. Um, I just think it's it's different to attacking players who I think you can give more time. I feel like defensive signings I, you want more pedigree and also experience in that area, especially when we don't have a lot of defenders of that ilk compared to Thiago Silva at the moment. Let me know your opinions. I know people highly rate him and I think he could have a massive future already doing a lot of great things under Julian Nagelsmann at RB Leipzig. And speaking about Nagelsmann, could he have a future at Chelsea as well? Let me know in the comments below. Next is another centre-back that currently is at Chelsea. did play yesterday for the first time in a long time and that is for Kyle Tumoroi coming off the bench against Morecambe in the latter stages. And frankly, Lampard speaking about Tamori's future and basically confirming the club are looking to get him a loan. This is what he had to say following the win over Morecambe in the FA Cup. There's a possibility that he could be going out on loan to get games somewhere else, but that has to be the right solution for him and the club. He was part of my thinking to start today, but we're looking at that. I think it's interesting that Frank Lampard has directly confronted this issue and also said that the club are looking potentially for a loan. The fact that Tomori was so close to a loan on deadline day to West Ham, he desperately needs it. I spoke about Leeds being in for him last week. Could that be a possible destination for him this month? He just needs to go somewhere and start playing football. I think there is a hesitancy apparently from the club due to this recent Christensen injury and their concern about that being very long-term and potentially him being up maybe for the rest of the season at worst case or at least for a few months and wanting to have a number of centre-backs at the club, having four centre-backs available at any given time. I know you could shift to a back three and play Dave there, but especially with Lampard at the moment, he's only played a back three once this season and that was against United. Back in October, so unless he changes it again, I think it's very unlikely he goes to a back three again. So he'll want four centre backs, four natural centre backs to play in two positions. And uh, Tamori could fulfil that, but I think for Tamori's own career, the fact that he was in the squad yesterday but didn't start ahead of Thiago Silva in a game where Chelsea weren't really tested at the back, I think it's a shame personally for him. So that needs to happen this month, I think for Tamori. Beyond that, I don't know. I think it's really uncertain. I think in the summer I would have told you he would have got that low move and come back in the summer now there's a doubt that he may even return to Chelsea and as I was saying with umpa and the potential of Chelsea signing a big player in that position in the summer to replace Thiago Silva in the long term... Does Tamori have a future? There's so much competition, just like in midfield with young players. And uh, it seems that something has gone wrong with Tamori and Lampard. Lampard not giving Tamori a lot of chance to get into the first team, even as third choice. Let me know your opinions on this situation. I think it is an absolute necessity for Tamori to get game time because I think if he doesn't, I think if he just sits on the bench for the rest of the season, I think it's even more likely he leaves the club permanently in the summer. Let me know your opinions on this situation in the comments below. And finally, some positive news and some positive thing to talk about is of course Billy Gilmore yesterday featuring and playing the whole game against Morecambe at the base of Chelsea's midfield in my review yesterday I spoke about how I feel that Gilmore, Havertz and Mount could be the starting midfield trio against Fulham either on Friday or Saturday compared to when that game actually takes place but it's important for Lampard to strike the right midfield balance again because we've had those issues rear up uh, recently and also N'Golo Kante being injured but also getting suspended what happens beyond that you know I think if Gilmore was to start say against Fulham and play really well but then Kante is ready for the next game do you bring Kante back in what happens it's been such a massive headache for Lampard but also Sarri before that as well in terms of what is the best midfield configuration and I think that many people have ideas of what it is it's a bit like the formation I get asked a lot about what I think the best formation for Chelsea is I think it's a very difficult question to answer because I think there's a lot of evidence to give you different answers to be honest sometimes it looks like a 4-2-3 Sometimes, say a month ago, it looked like the free with Kante holding was a great solution for Chelsea and for Lampard. But now you're sort of doubtful about that in terms of games, in terms of us being exposed against the likes of Man City and Arsenal. But this article from Simon Johnson sort of goes into Billy Gilmore's performance and why Frank Lampard trusts him. As you can see here, Billy Gilmore is the youngster. Frank Lampard truly trusts whatever the pressure. Just looking at his performance the Simon Johnson delves into against Malkum, he was into the action from the off, winning back possession on the edge of his own area. Before calmly finding a teammate, it set the tone for what was to follow. Playing in the deep holding midfield role in front of the back four, only Cesar Aspilaqueta and Antonio Rudiger had more than his 110 touches of the football. He finished behind the same duo for total passes, of which 72 were in the opponent's half, with an overall accuracy rating of 92.2%. I do love watching Gilmore play, and I love the potential of Billy Gilmore to potentially be a bit of a hybrid player for Chelsea in the future. What I mean by that is sort of a mix of Ingolo Kante and Jorginho. Sort of that interceptor, someone who does have the mobility and presence in the middle to break up play, but also the passing range that N'Golo Kante can't bring you, but Jorginho can. And you think about the limitations of Jorginho's game in Lampard's system, but also in terms of the Premier League and the intensity of it. The dream scenario and I think we saw this last season was could Gilmore fulfill that role in the long term for Chelsea and it's interesting because I feel that Gilmore obviously is high in Frank Lampard's thinking I think the fact that Jorginho didn't start at all yesterday didn't feature at all I think is a massive statement because that's the sort of game for fringe players you feel are guaranteed to start yes Lampard did feel the stronger side than usual in that type of game but I think the fact that he gave a vote of confidence for Gilmore and at the base of his midfield, I think says a lot for what he thinks about Gilmore moving forward. I think the maturity of performances he had against Liverpool, I saw a comment yesterday and I think there are some doubts about can he go up against top level opposition? We'll go back and watch the game against Liverpool, a high pressing team and he had an incredible performance. I do concern about what Lampard does when say Kante is back fit because you don't really want to just bench Kante even though he's in, been in poor form recently. You want a player of that quality back in your starting 11. Uh, but it's an issue because I think both Gilmore and Kante I've seen them play on the pitch before and I get a sense they could almost get in each other's way. Could Lampard sort of change up the formation and system to suit that? But then you're looking further up the pitch at the likes of Mason Mount and Kai Havertz as well, along with the attacking players beyond that. So it's difficult for Lampard, but I think at least for the short term, looking at Fulham, a game Chelsea have to win. Um, I feel that Billy Gilmore absolutely needs to be in that starting role. I think he adds so much just maturity, calmness, simple play, but also sharpness that Chelsea lack sometimes. It's not just him playing against the League Two side. It's also in the Premier League as well. He seems sharp. he seems 10. He gets the ball and wants to do something proactive with it, which I think is great for Frank Lampard's midfield. Let me know your opinions on Billy Gilmore. What happens when Kante returns? What do you think the future of Billy Gilmore is? Do you think he will be a lone sort of DM, sort of a deeper line midfielder? But do you think also he could play maybe as a number eight later on in his career? Let me know in the comments below. But that is it for this edition of Let's Talk Chelsea. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to watch it. If you did enjoy it, hit that subscribe button and a notification bell so you never miss an upload. Follow me on Twitter, at Son Chelsea. Have a great day, and I'll see you again.